Hello, and welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach, Shannon Keegan. Today, I recorded the first ever in-person edition of Marathon Swim Stories with Jeff Rake. I'm so grateful that Jeff reached out to me prior to my trip to San Diego to swim around Coronado Island. As it goes with people in the marathon swimming community, Jeff welcomed me with open arms, even though we'd never met in person. He invited me for a warm-up swim in La Jolla Cove with him and openly shared his experience from swimming around Coronado in September last year then invited me to the quaint cottage where he was staying to record his story. Trying to be mindful of social distancing and recommendations to stay outside, I insisted that we record on his patio, which also felt like the perfect backdrop for an in-person interview. Periodically, you'll hear the San Diego seagulls. I hope that you can imagine the breeze coming off the ocean and that the background noise doesn't take away from Jeff's story. Enjoy. We're now live, streaming live on Facebook. This is a special edition of Marathon Swim Stories, the first ever live edition. <laughs> yes. So I'm here today with Jeff Rake, who we just met this morning at Lohea Cove and did um, a little swim for me. He did a bigger swim. I was late to our swim date, but I'm very excited to be <laughs> to hear your story. Can you tell us what's your story, Jeff? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's great to meet you finally too. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, swimmers form oh, such a bond, even over a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, commonality. But yeah, no, my story, you know, lifelong swimmer, certainly, you know, pretty, you know, never anything great. I always considered myself kind of up to mediocrity. Uh, in, in high school, played water polo some too, went, went here to UC San Diego, um, and actually started college with a full cast on my leg. So... Couldn't play polo, started swimming, but the coach was kind of discouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you've gotten out of shape in the six months that you've spent in the cast. So, uh, well, there's a beach across the street. You know, he, he said I could be on the team and just work out with him. I thought, well, surfing. <laughs> so, um, I really didn't start swimming again. I, uh, my fifth year, uh, I actually got really into triathlons. And I started swimming at Siki. He's still a legendary master's coach here. Um, I, you know, did some of my best swimming at that point. Um, um, moved back up to Ventura County for almost two years, which is home, and then moved to Chicago. Back um, to your triathlon real quick. What was your longest triathlon distance? A half, half Ironman. Yeah, I did a half Ironman. Um, oh, just the swim first out of the water early Very, on. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, because, yeah, I felt especially um, um, well equipped for this swim because, you know, the elite swimmers were either burned out or didn't bother with triathlons. Okay. So, despite the fact of being top of the mediocrity, I was now, you know, actually, uh, you know, for an age group of, <laughs> you know, at a decent level. And then, um, and I actually really got into cycling. My brother, my older brother, got into cycling. So I'd hold my own on the bike, and I was always a terrible runner, and so that's why I got really competitive. I just was not a runner, and I didn't really, you know, I, I tried, but 
I had put in three times the training in swimming and I didn't run any. Right. Should have used but anyway, um, I actually got into bike racing. Chicago, so oh yeah, yeah. And then, um, in you know, fast forward probably a decade, uh, my oldest brother was 17 years my senior. Both my brother, 14 and 17 years my senior, um, were competitive swimmers mm -hmm. growing up. I think I, I kind of wanted. To, I never, I don't remember like idolizing. Oh, I need to be like them. Right. But I just, you know, I think I kind of understood that they were swimmers and kind of did want to follow in that path and um but they had always i i would go in and out of fitness you know in and out you know like extremes you know mm -hmm. i'd be fat and out of shape and they were always you know at 17 and 14 years older fit and i was like, oh my gosh you know what a shameful piece of young i am and um then i get back into shape and but anyway um in uh, 2001, my oldest brother invited me to go with him to do the St. Croix Coral Reef Swim, which is five miler. And so we did that, and that was, you know, that was great. What was and your yeah. training like for that coming out of, were you coming out of a, a, a down point? <laughs> yeah, I was coming, probably, were you, you know. So were you swimming kind of masters in and out, or like? Yeah, I was kind of self-coached masters. Okay. We were, I was up in, I was living in Maplewood, New Jersey, commuting into Manhattan, and so I started swimming again and trying to, um, you know, have some sort of a program. And I was probably doing 15,000 yards a week, you know, swimming four times a week, 4,000 yard workouts, mm -hmm. like that. And my, my brother had actually recognized, I think it was Alice Costas. Um, he had some kind of a training program for, you know, five miler mm -hmm. where he said, you know, work your way up to 4,000 yards. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I can do 4,000 yards. <laughs> you know, do a 4,000 on a Saturday and then the next Saturday, try another 4,000. Mm -hmm. See if you can beat your time, and then up that to five, Got five, it. six, six, oh, eight, eight. So mm -hmm. up to eight thousand runs. So, um, did that. And notably, my oldest brother, um, my, who I did it with, says, "Well, I think I can do like you know two twenty or something like that." And, yeah, I think I can do two hours. <laughs> and I got out in two eleven, thinking that was hard. That old man, he's going to be another half hour. That old man came out of the water two places and five minutes behind me. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, handicapped for age, <laughs> smoke me. Think open water swimming, I think yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, the brackets are different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did that again in, in 2003, and I'd always had kind of a little, you know, inkling. I'd like to see if I could go. I wonder if I could do, you know, six miles, mm -hmm. you know, 10K. And um, over the period of, you know, at least the next decade plus, um, really started in, in um, probably with the financial crisis of 08, 09. You know, I had switched careers and gotten into a commission-based career. And, and I already had the propensity for, you know, to enjoy myself a little too much. I was, you know, a typical kind of fat boy kind of, you know, personality probably. And um, when I got in this commission-only gig and then, you know, everything crashed, I really spiraled uh, in terms of alcohol consumption, right. you know, probably for the better part of a decade, you know. Um, and in the process of that, I, you know, maybe as a byproduct, I don't know, I, I, I had moderate asthma, but I developed a sarcoidosis, which oh. is uh, an inflammatory condition in the lungs. So I went on the prednisone. I was on prednisone for two years, and then the trexine for another two years. Um, and during that probably latter time, I was you know, making 
serious efforts to, to get sober. And uh, finally, you know, after a binge, went into a 24-day treatment program and came out, you know, and I'd already kind of managed to get my, you know, lose some weight, kind of get in shape. And I finally, it's like something clicked where I realized, oh my gosh, you know, here I was on blood pressure medication with Prilosec, the reflux and antidepressants and thinking that, you know, uh, no, you know, athletically and, and professionally and in many ways, you know, life is kind of, you know, this, uh, I don't have much more to inspire to. Mm-hmm. And there was something that flipped um, there coming out of treatment where I like, oh my gosh, you know, I can do, I still have so much time to accomplish so much. what it was that helped you. Yeah, well, it's sobriety, you know. Right, and yeah. the first thing I thought, because I had lost, you know, a decent amount of weight, I thought, I want to learn how to rock climb. I always wanted to learn how to rock climb, and now I'm at a weight where I can do that. And within the period of about 24 hours, I thought, I want to swim. You know, I'd been swimming, mm-hmm. you know, for fitness and things like that, but I thought, I'm going to swim something kind of like an English Channel. It's like, no, English Channel cold, and everybody does that. <laughs> What's something a little bit shorter, a little bit warmer? And I thought, uh, quick straight. That's going to be almost going to quick straight. And I remember hearing somebody at the, my Y, the upper mainland Y, where I visit, talking about swimming the quick straight. And I looked somebody up and said, who was that? Oh, that's Anthony McCarley. You were able to provide me with contact. I called Anthony. He had lunch with me. And he gave me some training tip. He didn't give me too much. Like, how much do you do every week? Well, I'm not going to tell you how much to do every week. Everybody's kind of on their own. But <laughs> I will say, I'll do one workout at 10,000 yards every week. And so I said, okay. So, which I started doing. And uh, so it's funny. I think in 2000 and whatever it was, 2019, let's say, I did my birthday swim, you know, 53 times. 100, and that was, you know, a big event, and I was like, okay, I can do 53 by 100. Well, on my 54th birthday, I did 54 by 200, and it was just another Tuesday, because I had gotten up to the point where I'm doing 10,000 yards every week, and I'm swimming 30,000 yards a week, blah, blah, blah. But definitely, you know, crossed that threshold where I was swimming a lot more. Recognized, you know, gosh, I've already got a lifelong base to build on, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of part of what motivated me to have this lifelong base to build on, and now I've Oh gosh, it's been a year already. It was you set that goal for this, you know, this distance swimming. Oh gosh, it's going to take me three years, and I never would have done that had I not thought, well, I'm already, you know, kind of a year into that process. Yeah. And then just getting, you know, the logistics set, trying to book a boat, trying to do stuff. Um, it takes another year. You know, I, I wanted to do Catalina last year, not knowing if I was ready or not. But right. then they said, you know, Catalina's uh, canceled for the year. So, um, you know, Dan put out there, hey, well, we can do around Coronado, which is 12. I thought, well, that's a good inter- interim, you know, intermediate. That's kind of, you know, 12 miles. It's not offshore. That's, you know, that still qualifies as a pretty significant accomplishment. So I decided I would do that. And, um, uh, so, you know, kind of not knowing if I was prepared or not, uh, you know, I did that. And, what was, and that, what was your training like for that? So how long ahead did you decide to do it? Um, I don't know. I think I probably decided three or four months okay. that I'm going to do uh, Coronado. Right. And, um, 
Did you so, ramp up your training or anything? Yeah, definitely a little bit. I had been, the, the year prior, I had swam that seven and a half miler in Quebec, uh, Traverse de la Tremblant. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, so, okay, and I can do seven and a half. I've done five, now I can do seven and a half. Okay, can I do this 12? That's still another four and a half miles. Right. You know, so, so um, did that, had a good finish, and kind of thought, okay, you know, I'm qualified, so to speak, to right. do this. I, you know, kind of understood what it took, although that seven and a half miles, I was, you know, it was a race. And I okay. was kind of at my finish. You yeah. know, I was definitely pushing and, and but oh, could I really do 12? And for the 12, obviously ocean, slightly cooler temps. Um, around Coronado, you get to the end of the jetty, which is really long. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, you know, when I make it to the end of that jetty, I'll know that I've done it, mm-hmm. you know. And so for me, for Coronado, I felt great. I cramped, it was typical with me. My calves cramped like after about an hour, but this is also typical once I get past that cramping. Good. That's a good thing to know. Had my pickle juice, rubbed <laughs> it out. Um, so anyway, Dan had me push a little bit to the end of the jetty. Um, so it's, you know, it's, give a little push here because you're drifting a little bit. And so then when I made it to the end of the jetty, I felt like, okay, I've done it. I'm good. And there's like another three or four miles. I think right. it's all of three miles. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, we're going to go in now. <laughs> they're like a significant amount, but I kind of cruised. Well, you know, but who cares about the time? But it was just that, okay, can you do this? And I remember thinking... Why am I doing this? And then, you know, two seconds later, thinking, this is the best. Oh, just, this is so great. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't push myself at the end. And sometimes I wish, oh gosh, you know, I think I had more in me. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I could have improved my time. And then I thought, you know, I learned so much. Who cares? Right. So, but anyway, it's great. You know, that was, you know, for me, I thought, you know, a huge accomplishment. But we're also, for about a week after our trauma, <laughs> yeah. If you I know, can count the number of times I finished a swim, being like, oh, now we're doing this again. But it actually takes me like an hour. I'm like, well, yeah. that's good. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I thought, you know, within a week, yeah, I'm going to do Kathleen. I'm going to do Kathleen. And I had to convince myself. And I kept fit, you know, I probably 15,000 yard a week regimen mm-hmm. through the end of the year. And then the first two years, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the year. I'm going to do Kathleen. So I started ramping it up. 25k a week, 30k a week, 35k a week. Um, so, you know, I know it's not all about the distance, but you know, to me, I got to convince myself. Yeah. Some people need it for the for the the comp the. I think there's a there's there's a pl- time and a place for it, and everybody's yeah. different, and, and yeah. you need to get the confidence. Yeah. And if it helps to put the distance yeah. in, to get the confidence, yeah. then that's what you need. Exactly. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I want to be able to say, okay, the endurance and the, the physical fitness is secondary now. Mm-hmm. I've got that. I don't right. worry about that when I last and I do it. Right. It's there's so many other aspects that you recognize even when I'm out today for 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's extremely cold. It's 55 degrees today. I'm out there for five minutes. And I was out there for a little bit longer than I was yesterday, but I would find myself and I'm thinking, okay, it's only 55. I should probably turn around now. You know? And then I turn around and I come, and I'm freezing. I'm dealing with an after drop. But then I see there are other people out going four miles, where right? I went, you know, not even two. <laughs> there are a lot of people at Wetsuits on, too. Are you talking yeah. about 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel cold when you're out there, or is it only after you finish that you get that? On and off. You oh, know, sometimes okay. I felt, you know, obviously upon entering, but no, most, you know, pretty much you get used to it. And I felt, felt pretty good. Coming back, I thought, okay, I think I feel cold. Oh, I think you know, that was a phase where I could probably go to the crowd and mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see if I get longer and longer. Right, yeah. Um, and we'll also see if I want to consider these channels, you know, these 62 yeah. and 63 degree water swims, but I think this is a good indicator that you know, 55 degree water is how long it lasts. Yeah. You know, whether or not I want to consider that and say, no, well, I watched it for an hour and 55, 63, I should be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you still cook straight on your horizon? I'd like to. Yeah. yeah. That, is that warmer? Well, 63 ish. Oh, okay. You know, really. I think it averages a degree or two warmer than the English <laughs> Channel. Okay. Um, so, in a couple of years of global warming, it'll be there. Yeah, the guy gave me a slot, and then I, you know, he says, pay your deposit. And I asked him a few more questions. And then obviously they shut down. Oh, yeah. And he, well, he knew they had been shut down when, when I was asked to pay my deposit. And he never got back to me on the questions. And, and I, you know, I'm, I want to wait to see what, how this pandemic pans out before I. So 2023 is probably the earliest if, if you know, he happens to keep that slot for me. Mm -hmm. early 2023. But we'll see. We'll yeah. See how Catalina goes. Yeah, and that's September this year? Correct. What's your training plan look like? Um, well, this is part of it, you know, six days yeah. here in, in San Diego, you know, acclimating the cooler waters. I just want to make sure, even though it should be plenty warm, I just wanted to make sure that I'm used to, you know, a little bit of cool mm -hmm. water. Um, but um, back on the East Coast, it won't get up to 55 for another few weeks mm -hmm. a month um, but kind of like I did last year um, you know I'll do a lot of pool swimming during the week try to get open water on weekends um, I you know, you know I've got Anthony who said do your 1k a week maybe get up to two two you know 10ks a week mm -hmm. um, I've got Dan who told me you know the periodization of Having rest week, and mm. then followed by speed week, build week, bulk week. So I've kind of been following that. And so, and each of those, you know, so the speed week, and then four weeks later, when I'm doing speed week again, I'm going, you know, that week I'm going additional yardage, so I'm building on that previous month. So each each month, you know, gets bigger, more and more. So you know, whereas I did a hundred thousand in January, ninety nine thousand meters in January. In February, and, you know, I was at 70 as of the last week in March. The garbage won't be there this week. It's, you know, it's the cooler water and shorter yeah. distances. But, yeah. you know, getting up to 40, maybe 45. I, I've, I've talked to one guy who said, you know, I think I was overtraining at 45,000 a week. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I've got a job and everything too. Right. You only go so much. So yeah. Just, you know, 35. Do you have any other milestone swims or anything planned for the summer? Not planned. Yeah. You know, I'd like to do Anacapa to Oxnard mm. at some point. Um, but shorter, I know, and cool, but that's the best part of one. I guess, because I have that in the back of my mind. But, you know, also, you got to pay for all these swims. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm raising money for some causes. And, and, um, Tell us about the causes. 
Well, you know, because since I gained so much out of recovery, uh, you know, kind of as I guess a way of giving back, and, you know, as a way of demonstrating what's possible. Um, you know, even though not everybody who you know gets sober is going to go out and, and swim in this channel, but um, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to reflect that. Well, you can't. I mean, anything. You, maybe you recognize something that you've always had an ambition to do, and are you recognize that you're actually kind of qualified to do that, and that that goal is attainable. You know, whereas before it was unattainable. You recognize your goal, recognize if it's attainable, and, and go for it. Um, and that's really kind of the message. And I, I raised some money for the Heron Project, which is um, a fundraising uh, project started by Chris Heron, who was an NBA, you know, a UNLV and NBA um, basketball player who mm -hmm. went through a very um, serious downward spiral and recovered and has set up um, this foundation to provide funds for scholarships for treatment mm -hmm. and i remember when i went into treatment and part of the reason i didn't go for a long time was like, oh, it's going to cost so much money and mm -hmm. i really should do that but you know, it's going to cost uh, but they provide scholarships for treatment they provide educational programming for uh, prevention mm -hmm. for, for youth uh, in schools and they provide counseling services for you know families affected by you know for example people who've lost loved ones to overdoses and things like that right. um so i think it's a really worthwhile um, foundation and so I've raised money for that I'm trying to um, my I've had my own swim straight program um, which I'm trying to get uh, recovery houses you know, so people in early sobriety to come swim mm, okay. um, and provide them access whether if they're not around me you know locate where what where, where is the program that you get into and um, hopefully some of the funds that I raise um, can help provide you know like little scholarships to for um, um, you know, for some to give them access to some of these facilities. So that's, right. you know, I'm working on that. Um, so that's kind of a, a separate thing, which goes along kind of half and half helping to maybe fund my swim so I can continue to send this message and then right. have to the swim straight. But then the actual swims, I start to go fund me page for the Heron Project again. Yeah. So, um, something that's really important. And then um doing Catalina Channel solo in 2021 and hopefully in 2022 I've actually already got the team um we're going to do a um Catalina relay uh, with folks in recovery all consisting mainly primarily of, of folks in recovery but not mm -hmm. all necessarily yeah so anyway that's great yeah yeah <laughs> so you know you still have that trepidation every time you get in cold oh can I really do this yeah yeah Anyway. Yeah. So, how do you, do you um, do you feel like any of your experiences, like in going through recovery, like contribute to yourself when you're like getting ready for a swim, or like in getting in the swim, like basically the, the, like the mental preparation piece? Yeah. Is there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there anything from well, there? There are a lot of parallels. I mean, yeah. getting into a swim. I mean, where did I said this is a New Zealand a Punamu. This is a um, New Zealand greenstone, huge greenstone, um, also phenomenal. I thought I had it before, and I thought I'm gonna start wearing that because it's to remind me of this goal I have to swim the straight. And one of the things I said to myself was, I cannot try to attain that goal without balancing the rest of my life. I'm not gonna like um, ne uh, neglect my family, neglect my professional life. So I'm always trying to say, okay, are you balancing your life? Are you 
you know, are you working just as hard at goals you've set professionally or yeah. with your family or with your you know, spiritual aspects of your life as you are with your swimming? Mm-hmm. So I try to achieve that. The answer is no, because we're <laughs> still been kind of a, you know, a big part. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but there's all sorts of different um, things, you know, parallel, like the kayaker. I recognize a kayaker, like you're out in the middle of the ocean. I mean, you would flip out, you know, anybody out in the middle of the ocean, even, you know, just two miles offshore there in Coronado, without anybody next to you, you'd flip out and kind of do this morning, it's going to be okay. And just having somebody right there point you in the right direction and say, do you need anything? There's such a um, reassurance in that, that, you know, I've always, you know, made that a parallel to, you know, who's your kayaker in life? You know, we all need somebody to... Uh, rely on as a mentor mm-hmm. you know, kind of guide us to help us so you know who has what you want and, and follow that person you know uh, and that's certainly a, a parallel in sobriety you know in the 12-step program i am you have somebody that you know mentors you mm-hmm. and um you know but i've always you know try to adapt that and pick out people and not you know, professionals you know, Aspects of my life. To, you know, who do I want to be more like? And that person mentor me, just mm-hmm. recognizing that you know there's help. You, know, you don't have to do things on your own. Even if you you have a personal goal, you know, yeah. to solo swim, you don't do it on your own. Right. You know, a lot of help is, is necessary. Um, so that's definitely one parallel. The other, you know, is. There's all sorts of one day at a time stuff, you yeah. know, so it is, it's, you know, how you approach swimming. I would have never, from day one, if I set that goal of I'm going to swim the cook straight, I would have been about a week before I realized I'm never going to get there. Yeah. You know, and it's like after you spend that, okay, well, I'm that much closer. I was able to recognize somehow, okay, I'm that much closer. And I've already got this big foundation to build on. And I don't have to worry about swimming a quick straight tomorrow. Right. You know, tomorrow I just have to worry about swimming my, you know, it's Thursday. I'm swimming 10,000 yards. That's all I have to worry about tomorrow. So I have my little, my little training aspect, which I love, actually. I, my little, my little, uh, <laughs> um, Mottos, which is 10k by Tuesday, and uh, so I, if I get to 10k by Tuesday, it's kind of like attacking you know anything like in work, you know. Yeah. I'm you know, you got to do all the hard work up front. If you did 10k by Tuesday, and then you also know that you're going to get in a 10k swim on Thursday, it's 20k for your week. All you have to do is fill it in with <laughs> you know a few little 3,000, 4,000 yard swims the rest of the week, and I love it. you got it, yeah. you know. So have thirsty Thursdays because the lifeguards see me and I'm carrying like two bottles. I've got my bottle of feed and my bottle of, you know, noon water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thirsty Thursday <laughs> and I'm going to be here for three hours. <laughs> so those are my two little 10K by Tuesday and thirsty Thursday. I love it. I love it. Whatever uh, it takes, right? That's yeah. Giving <laughs> yourself those little things. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of a big part of my training program. It's easy. It's kind of these little goals to visualize on a weekly basis. Um, you know, all you have to do is meet those goals on a weekly basis, and then you, um, you're like, oh shoot, you know, I'm, I'm there. You know, if I keep on doing, I mean, because Catalina now physically, as long as I continue to do what I'm doing, I'm there physically for the physical aspect of the training. Yeah. The mental aspect, even though this is 
cold today and colder than I'll need for Catalina. Mm-hmm. That it gives me that, you know, kind of a, a, that mental aspect because how long you can last in 55 degree water, you know, the past two hours, I think it gives you the confidence of, okay, if I can do this for two hours, I think I can do that for 10 hours, you know, right. because those are the kind of, even in 45 minutes, those are the kind of doubts that start creeping in your mind psychologically. Finish this? Am I going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to? Do I want to do this anymore? You know, <laughs> am I stupid or am I crazy? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that fifty-five degree water offers you that that opportunity to kind of cram it into a short period yeah, of time. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have to go for ten hours to get those doubts. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think. I guess to me too, with the climatization, whenever I'm recommending it to people and clients or whatever, I think part of it, even if it's extreme, is the it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. And yeah. Because that because you will become uncomfortable yeah. over your 10, 12, 14 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For figuring out ways to prepare for that. Yeah. I like just what you were saying too about like balancing. Um, you know, just. Finding, you know, like, I think the, there's a lot of kind of people in marathon swimming like that it can be just, we're, yeah. we're all driven, yeah. we're driven people, we're driven to go just go out and swim. For right. me, I guess I've always, um, I guess I, my balance needs to be more in the water because I lean, I lean heavy to like my family's needs, my kids are kids young, are young and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, but it's funny because the, the year that I decided to do Search of Memory, I had been laid off from work. And so I felt like I had this newfound time that I was home with a baby and a two-year-old. So I didn't have newfound time. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> but back to uh, mental preparation stuff. So you're talking a little bit about, you know, like the time you're spending in the water here, the degree water, how that's kind of getting you ready. Are there other kind of mental preparation things that you do? Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, and again, there's that another parallel treatment facility I went and I had been, you know, kind of introduced certainly to the principles of yoga, but that kind of introduced me even more. And I do try to, anytime you do a yoga class, which I do less and less now, um, but I do do some meditation related with my sobriety practices every week, and I do find that helpful. Adapt that, and, you know, just focus on breath. That's what I did when I first got on the water day. Focus on your breath. And that's, you know, I did when I got to the halfway part. Focus on your breath. And that takes away, that distracts you. Mm-hmm. But it also improves your performance. So if you can just focus on your breath, and that's a perfect yoga principle. Um, and, um, you know, when you're not in the water, actually focusing, you know, you know there's all sorts of, whether it's sobriety related, whether it's motivational related. All those stupid little slogans that you know, you know, you say there's, you know, whether like I said, sobriety, motivational, whatever. A lot of them are actually true, you know. Um, you know, focus on what's possible rather than on what's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't. That's not going to help me turn over faster in the water. But just, you know, just things about you can do this. You've done so much. Like today in the water, you know, sometimes when you start going, oh gosh, you know, am I getting tired? I'm thinking, dude, you swim 35,000 yards a week. Right. You can, you know, physically, you're going to be fine. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I, I could go back and say, well, I'm doing it for all these people that I'm raising money for. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, uh, I never, I don't, I, I don't think I've done much of that when I'm actually in the water. Okay. Um, I was on a on a you know a Zoom uh, meeting with you know, for a you know recovery based twelve step program, and there was somebody who said, you know, I just got out of treatment, and it was granted to me based on a scholarship I got from the Aaron Foundation mm -hmm. for the Aaron Project. Uh, I helped that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I helped. You should write that down. I mean, yeah, a, yeah. I mean, yeah. people, I guess I've heard of some, several different yeah. people I've talked to have talked about, you know, either mantras or thinking of people that they, yeah. that they've helped is just, yeah. you know, that as a way of just keeping you going. Yeah. I heard of a uh, swim. Someday I wanted to do one where I live. We have a, just a huge um, lack of pools. So mm. like raising money to help yeah. construct a pool. But um, I heard about somebody doing a fundraiser, and every they'd have a people who donated would buy a mile, and so oh, they, yeah. and the kayaker yeah. would tell them that person's mile like on a feed, and I, I thought that was just the neatest thing because oh, then they cool. could think about that person like, yeah. until the next feed, yeah. you know, like yeah. how they knew them and whatever all these yeah. aspects of them, and I thought that yeah. was really cool. Whatever it takes. Yeah, to keep and I, I do. I want to, <laughs> you know, because I, I really struggle a lot with being, I guess, I don't self-aggrandizing, which is mm. proud or you know. Boastful because mm -hmm. I post my stuff up there. Look, you know, it's like, look at me, look what I did. Aren't I cool? Aren't I awesome? Right. Because people do, you know, you're so awesome. You're great. This is so great. <laughs> and it's like, you know, what I really want to do, the reason I'm posting this is like, dude, my life was over. Yeah. You know, I was 50 years old and my life was done. And all of a sudden I'm 55 and my life is so yeah. full people and so full of that. more goals. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be. You know, in in you know whatever, you don't need to be pre-recovered, whatever, in the no. throes of some kind of addiction. No, but, but there are a lot of people who are depressed or anxious or who have different phobias or whatever. Um, I think you know, I'm never gonna be able to achieve anything. I'm never gonna you know reach my ambitions. And what I'm trying to, I guess, the backstory is necessary to say, look how far down I was. Yeah. And say and look what you can still do yeah I mean, that's the part i'm like look God, I, I am kind of like look at me look at but it's like look at what's look possible isn't this cool that you can do this yeah because i've got terrible feet when i walk if i walk around the block a couple of times my feet will be done for the rest of the day because i've got all this stuff going on mm -hmm. and um you know i have this lung issue which fortunately abated i got a little bit of a you know asthma condition but that doesn't so that's really the, you know, when I post stuff or sound boastful, I have, I've gotten into the swim community more than ever now. I'm coaching uh, for primarily triathletes, adult swimmers, etc. I'm also, I, we do have a fitness and recovery program that I coach swimming for. They have all sorts of different, I kept on bugging the guy, we need to do swimming things. You know? <laughs> yeah. They have yoga, they have strength training and, and CrossFit, so mm -hmm. we do swimming. Now we're doing it. And there are only a few people doing it, but they're totally jazzed by it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and then my little swim straight program, hopefully we'll get that rolling more. And I coach people and coach adults and I love helping them make through those those little breakthroughs. And but just in the last year since I've been coaching and swimming with the people I coach as well, because mm -hmm. I'm kind of a fill-in sub coach or whatever. Um it's so much fun and it's so inclusive. We got, you know, we've got a 70-year-old actually two 70-year-olds, one that's swam, you know, quite, you know, some decent distances, but it's still very slow. And another one that's just learning to swim. Yeah. And then everybody in between, yep. you know, that are, you know, whether they're coming back, whether they're triathletes, whether, and everybody's just 
feels connected to, to one another and it's so much fun. I'm having so much fun with it now. Yeah. Um, I've met other people who are actually in recovery just by coincidence who mm-hmm. happen to be, you know, swimming already swimming with me. Right. And that's kind of fun too, because you know you get the wink wink, you know. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on. And, and actually, you know, so a lot of people have come to know. And that's actually it reflects well on us because people say, Oh look what's look what these people in recovery are doing. That's yeah. kind of cool, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, that's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's amazing just as a coach, like helping people fulfill their goals. Like yeah. I, I just, well, even just, even helping people just find a goal, you know, like you're saying, to yeah. get, like if you, and you people need to know your story yeah. in order for them to realize that they should have a goal. Cause yeah. if they don't, if they think they're on all these medications for blood pressure, whatever, right. all this stuff, and they think, oh, well, you know, I guess I'm just going to tick down the moments <laughs> until yeah. I don't know what, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, are helping. Yeah. Um. Let's see. How about the pandemic? How's the pandemic been for you? Um. Challenging, and I've I've used that to you know at some points to reflect back on look what you can do. You yeah. know, I um. My wife worked for her brother-in-law, her sister brother-in-law for thirty years in the travel business, um, uh, primarily. <laughs> Um, the, the travel business that was related to primarily designing custom itineraries to Australia and New Zealand. Well, that mm-hmm. shut down. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. You know, she's like number three in the company or whatever. She's laid off. Um, and then, you know, this was, you know, let go. And, um, we actually moved in with my mother-in-law, 88 years old, has this big old house that she really doesn't want to move out of. And, um, it was just a good, you know that that actually ended up being a, a good situation. Mm-hmm. She's also got a swimming pool, oh. so when the pools were shut down, we moved in last May. So let's open the pool early this year. I mean, it's a, it's a residential swimming pool, but what I did is I got a swim tether. Initially, yeah, I think the swim tethers were on back order. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. Yeah, I had a you know one of those resistance bands and a nylon belt, and I hooked the resistance band up to a nylon belt and got in the water. A week later, I got my my official swim tether. Yeah. It wasn't a whole lot of difference. Doing something <laughs> yeah, right. right. I would get in there for 45 minutes, an hour yeah. sometimes, and at a different kind of resistance. It's actually something you have to be careful about yeah, because sure. it'll mess you up. Um, and then, you know, the Y started opening, but it was a 45-minute session. And um, once the water got warm enough, I went down, got to the Chesapeake because that got warmer a little bit earlier. The Ocean City Swim Club opened up, and I got in there. I dived down to... to Ocean City, which is an hour plus wow. every Sunday. I'd get up early on Sunday mornings and I'd be back sometimes before 11 or before 10. Uh, you know, people were still getting up. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm back. I didn't spend the day at the beach. I'm back. What do I need to do? You know, trying not to take away from you know, family time or whatever. Which um, is funny because I was on my way back once and my wife says, hey, where are you? I want to go to the beach today. I'm like, already there, kind of on my way back. And she was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know I was down there. And it's not like I was sneaking out. I was trying to like get it in and, and yeah. see it's right. not a problem. I can do my thing yeah. and still move on, you know, right. whatever. Right. So, <laughs> so you made what you adapted and kept swimming through yeah, the kept swimming. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, swim feathers, forty five minutes session. for my Thursday Thursdays. We were initially right before um, around Coronado. We we're on 45 minute sessions. We had to mm-hmm. vacate the pool. We'd get out of the pool for 15 minutes, you know, keep stretched, you know, hydrate a little bit. And the next session, I open up and I wasn't registered for it. I'd have to make sure yeah. nobody else is coming. 
okay, I've got, you know, I'm going to get my lane until they kick me out. I just spilled coffee on myself. <laughs> and um, so, you know, so that was one way which I, you know, you had to adapt. Yeah. Um, so you can't say, well, it's not my just I've got to set that goal. You know, I can't do it. I was like, no, I'm swimming. It's booked. I've got to find a way to get it done. You know, and maybe I won't get it done as fast as I would have flowers and, you know, perfect shape because mm -hmm. I had unlimited access to pools. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess it, it's a good lesson in resourcefulness. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's definitely a pandemic-related thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get that, get that swim tether out. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely was one of those people that was like, well, threw all my goals away, and because yeah. it was just too hard. All of a sudden, I had two kids yeah. at home. Yeah, you get two kids. <laughs> pretty good speed. <laughs> I got three, but the youngest is 17. She's self-sufficient. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because they could make their own dinner. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At four. Yeah. Make your own dinner. Coming close. Go <laughs> um, but I was thinking about, um, is, was there any, I guess, part of why I kind of started Marathon Swim Stories is I was thinking that, like, everybody could learn something from Marathon Swimmers because yeah. we've all, you know, like, in the situation of being in a marathon swim, you kind of, like, yeah. have to adapt it. I'm wondering if maybe for you in recovery, like kind of learning how to accept new situations mm -hmm. or I don't know, did any of that kind of come to play in the pandemic where you kind of just roll with the punches with your wife getting laid off? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all, I mean, if you practice a program, you do, you learn some important things. Here's my daughter. <laughs> can we incorporate her a little bit? In sure. the, you can come on up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but you know the most important aspect of that is that whole one day at a time thing. Yeah. That one day at a time, one minute at a time. Just you know, just do what you're supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's. Can say hi to the camera? Can say hi to the camera? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, but you know, that's a that's a very important thing. Um, I would say for everybody, you know, if you set a goal, don't you know, you don't have to achieve that tomorrow. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like you know. Straight Catalina Channel, 12 miles, 5 miles, 1 mile, whatever it is. You know, if you set that goal, hopefully you don't set it for tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to go swim a mile, but I've never learned to swim. So um, don't worry about it. That goal's a year off. Just focus on what you should do today to reach that goal. Because, um, you know, do that is a lesson, and it's many people have. Yeah. Did I answer that question? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I wanted to come back to like when you were talking about, you know, some of the adults and people that you're coaching. Um, how do you encourage them to set a goal kind of gently? You know, like that you work with people. Well, I ask them what they would like to do. Yeah. You know, what is, I guess are they coming to you because they have a goal or you ever Well, it's that? funny because there's two, two kind of sets and I'm not a seasoned coach. So people that are doing, you know, serious swimming, they've got their goals, they know how to yeah. train, they know what they should be doing, and I just, I'm providing the workout. I'm writing the workout, going, okay, this is what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. And then there's this, you know, lanes five and six, who I'm saying, okay, you know what, get that elbow up and reach, and don't cross in front of yourself, or, you know, whatever it is, get your hips up and kick, you know, and my funny thing is I'm really loud, and I've never, I mean, I might be, but in the, at the pool, when I'm giving lessons, I'll get and say, yes, that's what that's what I was talking about. That's what I was wanting you to do. You did it. You just listened to me. Oh my gosh, is that a first? 
<laughs> you know, things like that. And it's funny, these adults, you know, yeah. probably even accomplished adults, they get this like little kid giddiness. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm right, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's, I totally, it's just encouraging. So you're finding ways, even though, because swimming is always, you're always going to be able to pick people apart and find something wrong. That's true. Um, So that's my way of encouraging. It's like, yeah, there's 10 other things that you still need to work on. Probably need to set your coffee down. You just keep spilling it. Oh, God. You do, yeah. Talking with my hands. My wife would be proud. She's like, I do that too. (laughs) But, um, um, so just little things to encourage them on little step-by-step things. I, I don't think anybody's um, necessarily articulated a specific goal yet that I'm hope, helping them work towards. And I would love to do that. Like, you know, getting a, well, kind of take that back. There's a few people that have started back that are very wary about open water. And last year, this group that I coached, I got my coaching certification and then there was this one gal who's a triathlete got me on the list, but on the email list for this group, primarily of triathletes, and said, oh, you you know, you should join them. I'll get you on the email list. And then my why kind of came back and I thought, I'm not going to drive 20 minutes away. The guy sent out an email and said, you know, I could use some coaching help. I said, oh, I want to, you know, own my coaching skills. So I will come out. And that's how I got into that group. Mm-hmm. It's been so great. He's very kind of dry, not a super warm, bubbly person, but he's helped me so much. It's incredible. And in that group. That's that John group. Kenny? Yeah, that's yeah. John Kenny. Yeah, his, oh, do you know? I, well, I interviewed yeah. him, but I kind of get what you're saying about the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's you, if you get him, then you know he's he's a really good guy. Yeah. You know, if, if you didn't get him, you might he might come off the wrong way. Wrong way, but no, he's, he's a really good guy. Um, but so I went out there anyway. But they also, I think, three times a week will swim in the Schuylkill mm-hmm. in the river. My dad, well, I'm not doing that, you know, <laughs> Schuylkill. I mean, because it's got this reputation as being really, and it's obviously it's cleaned up, but especially in Philly, you don't want to, but you know, outside of Philadelphia, it's actually okay. Mm-hmm. But last summer, I missed out on the entire swim, you know, almost. Mm-hmm. They're all swimming in the Schuylkill on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I'm like, yeah. Have fun. Have fun with that. You know, I've got my rivers and my oceans. I'm not going to... And then I did it once. And it was fine. Yeah, I could do that again. And then they had a 5K kind of toward the end of the year. And I did the 5K. It's like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Why haven't I not been doing this all summer? Right. And so I pulled a bunch of the people that who were a little... Have their trepidations about swimming in the Google or swimming in open water in general. But yeah, I totally missed out last summer and I had so much fun. You're going to have fun. Just trust me. Yeah. Go get in there. Yeah. Just go get in there. And actually, it was funny the other day when I was coaching. I did. I had a moment and I said, okay, we had a little break. We were doing the, we're doing the you know, after the warm up um, announcements. And I tried something different. I said, I'm going to give a little motivational, you know, so I, you know, just do it. I mean, how do you get through? Because there's a lot of mental aspects to swimming. I don't know if I've got the answers to all you know, the questions. But I will tell you, you know, if you're trepidatious about something, do it. You know, go in and I mean, you're already swimming. I mean, some of those folks over in the slower, you're learning swimming, you know, kind of an advanced age. You're already doing it. You're taking the first step. So if there's anything else that you're trepidatious about, just do it. Just yep. take that first step. And um, and so, yeah, so some of these folks I'm encouraging them. Comes from the school. I'm. I want to kind of be. I'm taking dancing and Nelly's course and kayak oh, swim escorting, and so because I want to kind of encourage other people and say, "Hey, I'll be your kayaker." 
um, when the water rooms up in the Chesapeake here in a few weeks, I'm hoping that I get some of the, you know, less experienced folks down to the Chesapeake so we can um, swim yeah. and, uh, you know, I can help them get comfortable in open water. Yeah. Um, I just think that that's, you know, once they experience that, you know, you know all the stories about, you know, you know, Kim Chambers and another gal in Ireland who had experience. You get into that open water and you discover something new. Yeah. And I really, you know, want to kind of introduce people. Not everybody. Not everybody, no. But but There's but if you take five people. out and one of them gets it, you know, like yeah. mission accomplished. Yeah, and then the exactly. other two might think about it and they might yeah. come back. So But anyway, yeah, like say, it's worth it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what um how would you what advice would you give to an aspiring or um, well, I guess from my, yeah, I think we had this discussion earlier today from my point of view, don't compare yourself to other people because there's always going to be people faster than you. And you're going to think, I mean, I am especially sensitive to this, you know, those people are faster than me. They're the real marathon swimmers. I have no business being. Mm -hmm. Don't compare yourselves to those people. Everybody has got, you know, this, this, Gal Diane McManus, who you because she's on every forum. You've yeah. probably seen her. Yeah, we did her story too. Yeah. I coach her, you know, yeah. and she's, um, you know, she's one of those people. She's not, she's still probably the, you know, sorry, Diane, but probably the slowest person in the pool. But that does not seem to prevent her from ever showing up. Right. And ever setting goals because she wants to do a relay for the English Channel this year. And, or this year. And she did the bender swim, which is an eight mile swim in the school. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know if she cares about how, I'm sure she'd like to improve, but she wants to improve on her time. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to improve on my time. She mm -hmm. just wants to be a better Diane. She doesn't, you know, want to be Stephanie Saucy, right. who's this incredible fast swimmer. Um, that's what I would encourage people be, you know, use it to be a better version of yourself. Don't worry about um, you know, I've already said it, I'm being redundant, but don't worry about looking at other people and say, I, I can't be as fast as him, so I don't want to just do it, you know, so. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, who's inspired you? Um, well, certainly, I mean, Anthony Carly uh, continues to inspire me. Um, you know, Dan Signelli has, you know, inspired me and just been a good leader, just showing me that, um, the guidance principles and you know it's been able to give me the i guess those are more people that have kind of um given me a little bit more confidence mm -hmm. um or led me trained me a little bit more, given, given me instruction mm -hmm. um i mean the inspiration over over the years <laughs> i'll get choked up <laughs> uh, my brothers mm -hmm. um they, uh, I don't think they realize how. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. No, I don't think they they realize how much they inspire me because they've always been really steady. You know, um, you know they didn't have the same issues I did. But, you know, they could have <clears throat> one little you know beer or one mm. sip of whiskey, and they didn't need more. Um, and they've always been steady. I mean, here they were, you know, 17, you know, the one was 55 when I was early 30s. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, 
but he was always kind of okay setting these goals and just always steady my other brother who's younger than him not younger than me certainly mm -hmm. has always been he was into cycling for a long time he's a great cyclist and so you know here i would 14 years younger than me he would kick my butt on the bike and um so it was like these guys are so old that you can't show up to you know when we reunite we're all over the country right. you know and we get together once a year for Little family reunions in Hawaii, and I thought I better get myself in the shape and get smoked <laughs> by these old guys, you know. And um, uh, you know, it, it used to be bike riding, you go on bike rides together, or get together. Now it's always swimming. Yeah. You know, swimmers, my my sister as well. Um, she wasn't competitive, but she swims her laps every day. And um, so yeah, it's definitely you know my brothers are just like you know sixty, you know built like me. And you know, 70, 72 now, I think, still fit and steady. And it's just like, you've got the genes for it. Yeah. You know, if you screw that up, it's on you. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you know, so, um, yeah, they've been a, a, just by their example, I think, just been a huge influence on me. So, yeah. anyway. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's good. Well, it's kind of neat. It's in the family, too, that you're inspired by yeah. people. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, hopefully it doesn't go to their heads. We'll have it out for you. The next time you get that's all right. You're going to swim Catalina. And they haven't done that, right? <laughs> but we're not comparing ourselves to other people. Right. You're going to be the best version of Jeff. That's right. That's right. Thank you for sharing your story, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate that. Thanks for, thanks for uh, doing this. This is all experimental, the live yeah. version. I hope it worked. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. More than just a podcast, did you know that you can watch Marathon Swim Stories on YouTube? Or join us. We meet on Tuesdays at 5.30 a.m. Pacific, 8.30 a.m. Eastern, 13.30 GMT. Check out intrepidwater.com forward slash Marathon Swim Stories to see who's up next. Thank you for listening.